The Future of E-Racing with Canyon ZCC Featuring team riders Lionel Vuyasin, Alex West and Aoife Buchholz Hello, welcome podlings to the podcast. Um, last time you were here listening to me, I was talking about the commute where I was talking to my friend Mark Hagen, cycling across Germany on our epic adventure. Uh, alas, Mark is not here, or maybe you're not saying alas, maybe you're glad to be rid of him. Um, but luckily for you, I am joined by three wonderful members of um, my Canyon ZCC e-racing team and i'm going to introduce them now we're going to be talking about um about the team and also the future of e-racing which is our topic for discussion and we've got a range of different things we want to talk about we have no idea what direction it's going to go in um and we're just going to go for it and chew the fat so without further ado i would like to introduce myself to um well introduce you to uh, Lino in Belgium. Say hello. Hello, hello. And how do you pronounce your last name? Vuyasin. Oh, they, I mean, people will just turn off the podcast now. They know that. Um, that's enough for most people. Yeah. And I have. Yeah. And I have. Okay. If, Ciao. <laughs> and I have Eva in Germany. Hallöchen. <laughs> ah, nailed it. Yeah. And then also the furthest afield, we have Alex in oh. New Zealand. Hey, everyone. How's it going? They're not going to answer back, Alex. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> as long as they know, <laughs> oh, I don't know how they are going. You just have to say hello. You don't don't have to ask any questions unless it is to the rest of the panel. Yes, that's right. I'm calling it a panel. Um, like almost like a real radio show. Um, so for those of you who don't know, I'm sure everybody does, um, my three guests on the podcast tonight uh, are all members of the Canyon ZCC, um, who are the world's first professional e-racing team, racing on Zwift. And we have six uh, men and six women on the squad and you can see us racing every week um, you can follow us on instagram facebook all the channels um, as well as live streaming on twitch not to be forgotten and we'll have something interesting coming up soon um, where some of our um, riders will be battling it out in certain challenges that's a little um a little hint you might have seen it on our instagram um, so to kick things off, what we're going to do is we're going to talk um, to the guys about what it's been like um, racing um, as part of the ZCC. Um, this is the we've nearly come to the end of the first year of the the team being in existence. It's probably the the year where we've had the most in the e racing um, sphere. Um, I know that e-racing has been going on for at least at least the last four years, but I think every year it gets a little bit more intense, more people get into it. Um, so I wanted to just jump straight in um, and I'm going to go to Lionel first yeah. and find out how's it been for you being in the, in the team? How's your year gone? Well, for me, it's completely different from what I, I experienced in the past because it's the first time I'm in a proper team. 
So yeah, racing with those guys every every week is it's something pretty special. And for a rider for me like me, we love to attack and again and again having some teammates like the, like Alex or, or Stevie or, or James who is ready to sprint at the end. Yeah, it, it's perfect for me because I can I can do what I like and I can try some crazy move that if I was alone I I would maybe try to to save for the end but yeah it's fun cool and um i'll ask you can all answer this one but first i'll go over to Aoife what's it like um racing in a team where everyone's coming from different time zones and countries well actually all of our team is in the same time zone yeah. except now Mary who's only she's only one hour difference but everyone's in the same time zone but different countries what's that like yeah it's uh, for for us girls it's not so yeah difficult with the time zones as you said so it's pretty the same for us but um yeah it's it's pretty cool to to see um when uh, yeah Siri and Kirsten in, in Norway and they are in the same time on the on the turbo doing the doing the same race and with Natalie in, in Sweden or, or Laura in, in the Netherlands. Um, it's, it's great that we all girls love to, to swift, to race and yeah, to be together in, in one yeah, virtual world in the same time, but racing in our rooms here at home. Yeah. And so Alex is the sort of, well, he's no longer the odd one out. I mean, originally we were meant to be just a team based in Europe and then we eventually relented and let Alex onto the team, um, which, you know, I think everyone was in agreement with. We felt like it was going to be a mistake, but it's <laughs> it, thus far, it's been, it's, it's turned out all right. And um, now we've gone, we've, we've gone for another Kiwi um, in Ollie Jones. So uh, I think probably I'll, it's interesting to find Alex, what's your experience been? Because you probably had the, the rough end of it especially during Zwift Classics, where didn't you do a race? It was about 4 a.m.? Uh, yeah, so I think the first round of Zwift Classics I did was like 3 a.m. because they had they changed it to an hour later after that. Um, but, I mean, it wasn't too different um, the terms of time zones to what I'd been doing before I was on the team because most of their high-end races are catered to the Europeans anyway. So I was used to either having to race quite early in the morning or race very late at night. Right. And then you obviously also, you didn't join us on our photo shoot in Berlin. So um, you, I mean, you're very lucky because you have your kindred spirit in Ollie Jones. Um, but how's it been for you? Because you've actually never met um us so <laughs> <laughs> it's nice said i took a picture of him at the photo shoot yeah i mean if nobody knows that he wasn't there because of my fantastic photoshopping yeah. skills um <laughs> but you know as far as you exist alex you're a voice yep and an avatar on zwift you're not really a real person no so what's, what's that what's that like for you well, to be honest, I never really thought about that, but um, I guess that's the world we live in nowadays. That's what Zwift's about. Everyone, you, basically, everyone you meet, 
you've never met actually in person, so they're all just a virtual person to you, or virtual friends, as you might say. Um, but yeah, I guess you can still interact quite well with your teammates, even if you've never met them in real life before, which hopefully will happen not in the not too distant future. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, it is odd because we probably chat almost every day and sometimes I come back to my phone and I'm like oh my god (laughs) there are like 30 missed messages between these two guys um it's it's so it's so funny um when you're on discord and um yeah it's it's a tough race and you you hear the other girls um yeah suffering nearly the same as you and then you see the heart rates um to all of this Oh, and then you hear them, yeah. It's wow. It's it's yeah. For me, a great sensation. Yeah, <laughs> actually, you're very you're very lucky that you've never had to listen to Alex West <laughs> in a sprint. I thought when I first heard it, I thought an animal was being killed. It's horrible. Yeah, horribly. Yeah, I felt I felt like honest. It felt like you know I hunted a rhino or something and what could die. <laughs> it's a horrible thing to experience. Sorry, Alex. But Wait, I did. The noise. The noise. I remember the day we did the, the live stream with the Inder Specialist. Did you remember the live stream with the uh, Inder Specialist? You were so red, Alex. I thought yeah. you would blow up. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. I was like, whoa. I think that was cold. It was so, really cold in the room, so my body got real red. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm so happy about Push to Talk on Discord because when it was just the mic on all the time, there would be Alex mm. with his, I don't know, dying sound. You'd have um, James's fan, um, just as a constant noise. And the Python? What is, what is he doing? Yeah, but they never use Push to Talk. Yeah, they <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, yeah, but they've got it working a slightly bit. I mean, we don't have to listen to James's <laughs> fan anymore. It definitely works better than it did in the beginning. So we definitely had some um, early problems, um, which we've since figured, worked our way around, which is good. Um, for sure, Discord has definitely been a great way of connecting everyone during the the races i mean for me obviously as well it's the only way to kind of really because i'm not racing at the time it's the only way for me to actually kind of interact at all so it's for me it's a great way to kind of chat um to you guys of course just messages through facebook there's this so it's a limited experience of course um so actually chatting on discords um pretty good and obviously when you actually discuss a move and then it works um or to see it happen in in real time watching on swift provided i have um a ds slot um it works you know it's awesome to to see basically um so that's what it's like obviously being across the different time zones um i was wondering you know, what challenges have you kind of found? I mean, it has, I don't think that's been actually a massive challenge for us being across different time zones or different countries. Um, but what challenges do you think it's 
have arisen through this first year in the team like for you what's been probably the most like difficult thing to kind of manage and I guess it would you know it would be the same for any other team but um yeah you can go you go first Alex um in terms of uh, I think the most challenging thing would be um sort of working out like training around all your races and also yeah like when to properly have a rest um because there's always a Zwift race on and um you're always wanting to race against um, the high-end races that you um, do compete with week in, week out. And it's tough kind of trying to periodize your training around um, the racing that currently is on the calendar and the races that you don't yet know about, which might pop up a few weeks down the line, um, which you didn't really plan for. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's one of the the issues is that we there's not really like a defined race calendar. So there's nowhere can you find like these are the most important races to enter. Um, it's and even the you know we presume there'll be um, some sort of super league in the new year, but we we don't have the details or the timescales for that yet. So I guess that that leads to you know how do you train in order to peak for something which you don't know is definitely going to happen um yeah i think that's that's definitely a bit of a problem and then of course there are also on the flip side there are just so many races um happening every single day it's like well which one do you pick um to go in so i mean obviously we have we make those some of those decisions based on what we know but we don't always know what's going to come up in the future yeah, this is a point for, for us girls um, because we we have to find really a, a race where where all the, the girls race. Yeah, um, so there are not so many uh, races uh, for women only. Yeah, and so it's not easy Yeah, to find when there is a race, it has to be in a, in a good time slot on the day so that we all could participate. I think this was on, on women's side the the most crucial part yeah of of this whole uh, season we have with super league it was uh, or a community league it was okay yeah you you really know the strongest girls are in that races but afterwards okay this is not so not so simple to find yeah yeah and I guess also on that is that um you do know that with with well with some of those leagues with the top end leagues at least you also have the verification as well which is um can play an important role but yeah we've we because we looked at like what was there that we could do and there's yeah Hino is kind of the oh wait a minute I need Lionel here Lionel what is the name of um the cup which uh, the Idol Cup (laughs) (laughs) I wrote a lot on that one one more <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, yeah, because when Lionel first told us about it, um, he thought he was saying the anal cup. Uh, I said anal cup before, and it still sounds like <laughs> But anal. I have no clue that it was. A, I I just try to to pronounce it in French because well, I know I know. <laughs> uh thank you for that um yeah no 
yeah, finding women's races definitely been um, definitely been difficult. Um, I guess that's the the you know the general benefit when Zwift does run their own races. Uh, they nearly always have a men's and a women's uh, race, which is pretty good to have that um, kind of equality of opportunity, which is for us important because that's why we have yeah. um, two even squads so that we can do everything even. Um, yeah. So, and Lena, what's uh, for you? What's probably been the most difficult part uh, yeah. in the first? It's a year? bit like Alex is uh, to deal with training and and racing in the same time. Um, most for for us Europeans, uh, it's a lot of racing in the in the evening. So, to try to recover for the from those races is really hard because. You do your race at 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. and then, yeah, I'm I'm awake in bed in bed until 3 a.m. maybe. So the recovery is not is not great. And then you try to to keep training. And at the end at the end of last season, dealing with the Super League and the Community League, I was totally totally dead at the at the end of the year of the season. Yeah, because they were races back yes. to back, basically. So you're racing. Yeah, what was it? Wednesday, Wednesday was the Wednesday was the Super League Super League at eight p.m. and then I have to walk the the next day and race at nine p.m. for the Community League. Yeah, and you're basically racing. Yeah. You're racing guys from like <laughs> pro Conti Conti teams and some of the the best races from the community yeah. on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, it's the still the best races in the community. And it was ten times harder than racing the community league than the super league. So just saying, <laughs> yeah. So that was definitely tough. Yeah, that was uh, that was pre- that was that was pretty tough going. But I mean, obviously, the most amazing thing was the fact that we won both the men's and the women's um, team classification um, on the community league, which was. Amazing. I mean, I think the on we were really strong on the men's team, and I think the the women's team were just super consistent. And well, the the most exciting thing about it was we didn't win it until yeah. the last race. So we were basically, I think we were in we were in third, and then I think we were in second in the penultimate race, and then it was just the last one which made us win. And that was super cool to kind of to just keep it together and just keep getting solid places right up until the last moment. So it was pretty cool. And it was obviously the, many of the girls were also racing in the super league. They had an extra day's recovery because their race was on the Tuesday, but still to do two races at that level, um, you know, with only like a 48 hour recovery is pretty good. So, um, with that though, I mean, we had we did have a we had a super league, we had a community league at the beginning of the year. We were wondering whether we would have one um, starting in September. That didn't happen. We had some a couple of Zwift classics races, but they were only once a month. Um, so we were kind of curious to see, like, oh, well, how is this going to develop? Which leads me on to my next question, um, and that's like, how do you think that? e-racing has kind of changed or developed um over the last year so Aoife you can go first on that yeah so I only could talk from the women's side of you yeah and so I'm 
yeah, it's it's pretty crazy to see how fast um, Swift women racing, e-racing develops in the in the last year. So I think the Swift Academy um, thing with the Kenyans Ram Swift Academy project, I said, um, yeah, brings so many more um, women to to Swift uh, to Swift training and then also to Swift racing. Um, so our races develop really, yeah, fast, and the fields are getting, yeah, bigger and bigger. Um, so I just remember in the in the beginning I started racing, there were only a few girls. Um, so we are, yeah, small fields compared to the to the men's side of racing. So, but now I think, wow, for me it's it's pretty much developing. Um, yeah, the the last half year. So we have fields, strong fields for, for women's side are 40, 40 uh, girls um, going, going in. And yeah, this is pretty more fun. <laughs> yeah, it seems like there's, um, there's a few more teams, women's teams that are cropped up as well. They seem to be a little bit more yeah. organized, I think, at least from, from what I've seen for watching, watching the women's races, um, which obviously is great to see. The more... The more teams, I mean, it goes for the men and the women, the more teams that get involved and um, and get organized, the better, basically, because yeah, the more competition, the better, the more races, the more competitive races we can have. Um, Absolutely. It's it's so competitive. Um, so I'm I'm struggling a lot as well, yeah. Um, when you are in, in some races, there are a few girls which are re- extraordinarily strong. So um, they set um, some some other levels now, yeah. I think. Yeah, for sure. I think we've we've definitely seen that. Um, we have probably haven't seen, and I don't know. It, when you're involved, it's hard to kind of see it as an ex, you know from an external standpoint. Um, one of the big things we've always talked about, I think, you know, amongst each other, is about more live events. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we expected to see more of them but i know from lean or you've been doing you know, is there, there's two race series as you've been doing which have got live events at the end of them yeah. right so for you you're actually you're in a position where you will be hopefully doing more live events yeah. than you've yeah ever done before. Um, i have the kind of a classic one now in belgium because it's going to be the third the third edition of the flanders the round so uh, it's the the guy Stefan from Zwift uh, Belgium, I would say, who organize organize that every year, and uh, yeah, it's it's pretty cool because at those events you can prove yourself and you can prove that what you do from from your garage or from your apartment is what is what you are capable of and 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 you can do it on any trainer on on any setup. And, and yeah, it's it's for me. It's the best way to verify rider, and the best verification process is to do live events. So it should, it should have more of that. Absolutely. I think every every yeah. guys who represents Zwift in each country, they should organize some organize something like that. Yeah, I think that that's important because there's definitely there's there's guys who are strong on Zwift, but they don't they won't mm-hmm. show up to the live events. Uh, and I think, as you say, the live events are important for. Yeah, you mean you can't, you can't, you can't hide. Yeah, to, to be honest, I will event. go to those live events, but in my mind, I don't train 
to win those those live events. I train to to perform at those live live events and prove that I can do my numbers yeah. in life. Then if I win, I win. That's cool. But my main goal is to show that I'm capable of yeah. doing 420 watts for 20 minutes or something like this. And when are those the two potential live events? When are they coming up? Are they obviously uh, yeah. January, so February, March? The first one is the Fitz Magazine, uh, a Dutch a Dutch magazine. They're gonna do uh, a live event in Amsterdam with Wow in in uh, late January, twenty eighth, I think. And then the Flanders the Round. It's usually the week before Zwift Nationals, uh, so it should be um, like mid-February, something like this. If Zwift National is still mm-hmm. at the end of February, but uh, if no, I, I have no clue about that. I see Mr. Mr. Leon Van Bonn has been busy testing so, a lot of bikes, even even bamboo bikes. So he's he's been doing that for... Yeah. You don't Fiat need to magazine, test bikes, you just need so. to ride Canyon bikes. Ah! <laughs> We take a moment now from our sponsor, Canyon Bicycles. Canyon Bicycles, keeping the Canyon ZCC yeah. team riding throughout the year. Oh, oh yes. Um, that's prime, prime real estate, that. Um, uh, Alex, um, what's your feelings been for the, you know, what, how's, how's this year developed with regards to e-racing and more so what do you expect to happen next year? Um, considering what's happened this year? Um, so I think in regards to like the live events, I think we've um, kind of lacked that this season, the amount of live events. Obviously, we had um, like the CVR World Cups happening on Zwift last season, which um, was um, like a different level of racing. So with a lot of prize money and um, you had time zones from um, like all around the world competing to qualify for the live events. Um, So I think if we could see some events like similar to that going into the next year, um, that'd be really positive again for Zwift Racing. And I think in terms of Zwift Zwift Nationals, from from what I know, um, a lot more countries are going to um, try and replicate what happened in the British Nationals. So, um, creating a live, live final um, and kind of televise that as well. Um, I think um, each sort of organisation for each um, country is in charge of um, setting up like a live final for with Nationals and kind of transitioning from that I think this year has really stepped up in terms of the need for and want for verification with riders um now with the fields being a lot larger going going from around a strong field being 30 riders to sometimes you can almost get close to 100 in the in the big weekly races we do now I think the need for constant verification is um quite high um also, um, people are also like getting a lot more competitive on, with the Zwift racing. So I think they um, kind of um, they sort of respect it a lot more. So 
um, it's a lot more of importance. So that that's where the verification kind of comes in. So you feel like you're not being cheated by anyone out there, whether they are doing it on purpose or not. A lot of the times, um, if you're not if you're not dual recording, um, you don't. You, there's no way of knowing your power meter might be faulty. So I think in the new year. Um, I think we're going to see a lot more verification out there and then that will create um, a more positive atmosphere in the Zwift racing. Sure. And that's, um, <clears throat> there's probably two, two things for me, which come out of that, um, <clears throat> which I'd like to touch on uh, now actually is um, one, one, so you mentioned CVR. Okay. So um, I want to talk about CVR code. Um, I don't want to, don't want to pay it too much attention but it's cvr and cvr arcade is worth a um a side note mm-hmm. in the general trajectory of, of e-racing and then the other one would be fusion what we saw happen to fusion um and i guess cvr is an interesting one because they were kind of a little bit ahead of their time uh, to be fair to them um you know frank put together this great kind of series um prize money live events everything we want basically and then it all just died and then his solution was to build cv arcade which is obviously one of the i don't want to i I mean it crashes when i try to use it it's one of the worst looking things i've ever seen um and we've we've Mm -hmm. we've joked about i don't i always feel mean i feel like you know it's like um picking on like an ugly child um but I mean, it's not great, and everyone knows it's not great. And maybe it's got interesting racing dynamics, um, but we'll never know because um, we talked about, we joked about, oh, let's try it out, and I was like, all right, come on, let's let's load it up, and it crashed immediately. So I was like, all right, forget that. But um, it's it's a shame, really, because obviously CVR was the. It, it pushed us towards live events, prize money. It was everything we ever wanted, and then it went. And so I feel like that knocked us back, the whole e-racing scene, by, I don't know, two years, I'd say. Um, what? Go for yeah, it. Because uh, you've done I've one. I've done Vancouver. But what I, like with C- what I liked with CVR is that they have a, 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 a model with, uh, close to eSports. It's close to what you see on different esports like League of Legends, Fortnite, and stuff like this. Then, what we can see from now on, Zwift, they want to go with the UCI and maybe something closer to traditional cycling. But why not going on something more close, closer than to esports? Because at the end, it's a it's an esport, and it's it's new, and yeah, and the model of eSport is looking great and you have live events, you have price money and why always trying to do like we did before? It's it's the occasion to do something totally new and yeah, I would like to see that. You're absolutely right, I think. Yeah, but um, when you compare um, Kate with um, yeah League of Legends, as you said, or Fortnite or something, it's a bit yeah, ridiculous then yeah when we the, the level is not the standard is not not high enough so it's a bit yeah too early to come uh, on, on this stage where they set, want to set in yeah and I, I think personally um it, it was like wow, the whole 
to come in the beta of Kate and to get a license to to really write and play it, yeah, it was not so mm -hmm. not so easy to come in. I I waited and waited and I want to test it out, but um, yeah, then when you yeah when you really want to try it, it it was no, we are not ready, yeah. and then it crashed and yeah, but yeah, it was to be honest with you, not a good start. I never wanted to try it. I never tried to download it, mm -hmm. and yeah, just I, I just yeah, no, I just yeah. like the way they think about the competition and and the way they put yeah, is, like yeah. ranking mm -hmm. system and and leagues and stuff like this. That's that's what I want to see, but on Zwift, not on Kate, but yeah, yeah. And I think that's the there's the point you touched on. Which was, uh, uh, yeah, they kind of they had. It, I mean, Zwift is chasing the UCI, and they it feels like they want to kind of more closely replicate like men's professional cycling, which, to be honest, is you know um, not exactly in the best way. It's not, it's it's not something you should be wanting to replicate. Yeah. To be honest, it's a bad, it's not great business for a lot of people um, in the industry. Um, and there's, there's, you know, that's also where like women's cycling in many ways is, you know, in general is more exciting than men's cycling because they haven't got a lot of the problems which the, the men have. Yeah, um, yeah. And they have a lot more opportunity. Um, so I, and that's all, and the other analogy I often wheel out about this as well, why chase the pros? Because when these live events for Call of Duty, whatever, they didn't go and find the best snipers yeah. from the army. <laughs> to come play Call of Duty. I mean, that would be mental. <laughs> all of these soldiers to play a shooting game. No, they're just they're just ordinary, well, you know, ordinary teenagers sat, sat at home and they just got really good at it. And that's kind of like what's interesting about Zwift, in my mind. There's just average people, uh, no offense, but like, Thanks. you know, <laughs> but really good, really good at riding a bike. <laughs> indoors which is in many ways you know it is a skill we've talked about some of the things about how you have to change the way that you actually race um and tailor it to riff racing you can't just race how you would do out mm -hmm. on the road you have to learn new tactics and techniques um and for me that's that's way more interesting and i think the community has a lot more to offer and you'll find these stars come out of the community i mean and, and and also cyclists generally, again, no offense, but they're not often the most interesting people. Also, you could say that about gamers, but like, why are you going to chase the pros who are these, they're the best at, you know, sort of riding alone and training hard. They're maybe not going to be the most interesting people to, to have as the stars of the, mm -hmm. the sport. So, yeah. Um, and I guess the, the other point I was going to say, just because uh, conscious of time, is just around fusion, um, which we raced in. Um, that seemed like it was going to be the almost like the shining light in e racing um, this winter, um, because um, Klaus uh, had organised something which was taking a step forward, a big step forward um around verification but in the end you just didn't get the support um to make that happen uh, which in the end was it was a real shame it just kind of like 
ended all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, and I think we need we need people like mm-hmm. Klaus to organise things like that and to get the support. And again, it's that it's, the, it's come from the community. It, racing started in the community. It didn't start with Zwift. And I think that's where we should. I don't know how we do it, but you know, Zwift should be supporting more people from the community. And we should also be trying to figure out how people in the community can support these mm-hmm. leagues in a way. But in the end, you've kind of got Zwift, who are um, they're, they're the ASO, they're the UCI, they're WADA, mm-hmm. they're also the local council paying for the roads. Um, you know, they're they're everything. So you can't do anything without them, um, which obviously is problematic. So. I'm not sure how we solved that one, but I just wanted to get your thoughts on like what happened with Fusion and has that has that set us back, um, you know, more by that failing after looking like it would be really promising. Uh, yeah, I think um, it probably has set us back because I feel like um, race organisers will be a bit more hesitant going forward in that way. Um, I mean, we've now seen that Heino League is doing some sort of verification. They're not going um, foolproof, but enough to re- enough to sort of get rid of the outliers. And I think that's what we just need to start seeing consistently. Um, you don't have to ban every single person who has one watt different in their dual recordings, but um, just any any data that seems like it's um, out of place. Um, sort of filter those out and I think that will have a really positive um, effect on community racing and people that sort of enjoy being in that environment not having to worry about um, people beating them who may or may not be going as hard as they are Um, but in in the same um, situation I think Zwift are really um, conscious about how that will look um, on their platform and kind of controlling the the banning side of things because they feel like if one rider who's constantly putting out dodgy power numbers, if they keep getting um, DQ'd from races, then they're not going to want to ride on Zwift anymore and that will lose their business. So I think that's the major thing that's setting us back at the moment. I think Zwift need to really just... Uh, let go of the reins a little when it comes to allowing race organizers who if they want to put in the time to um, kind of work out um, these kinks and verification then sort of just let them do it and not hold them back because I've I, I've heard about a few stories where Zwift have put um, put a lot of pressure on race organizers to sort of back down and kind of fit them in a way Um which to me is a bit disappointing. Uh, I feel like Zwift should support um, healthy e-racing because, I mean, that's where that's where the, all the investment was coming in for. So they they may as well do it properly. Um, I for me it's uh, nearly the same or something. I'm I'm a bit disappointed because um, the the German Cycling Federation just kicked off a German Cycling Academy GCA. And there were a few, they, they said workouts. I think they are on, on Tuesday and there's a racing um, series on Wednesday. And now I, yeah, it's a, it's a bad communication. Now I um, just heard that, um, yeah, they're, they're setting a live event in Berlin 
when there's the track UCI or something, uh, I don't know what it is, a World Cup or something, or in Berlin is a, the track work, uh, some some race, and they setting a live event. But I, I never heard before. So um, it's a bad communication first. And then it's, yeah, said that there's nothing about dual recording or something else. Yeah, you just need... A turbo, um, yeah, and 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 you can you can race, you can qualify, and hmm, <laughs> uh, it's it's a bit sad, I think. Yeah, that's that's strange. There'd be no, I mean, that is, you know, part of the problem we had with the the nationals, mm. the British nationals. Okay, so um, the winner got DQ'd, but that wasn't for power manipulation or something like that um but you know more or less the live event was pretty effective um but I, obviously the ones which happened everywhere else nearly everyone who got the top spot um got dq'd i mean and that's obviously it's a good thing yeah. um obviously it's good that they actually took those measures and did dq them obviously from a pr perspective that was not a good look um But I think it's it's better to do the check and and make sure that that person is as valid as you can, you know, the yeah. result is as valid as you can get to. That's much better than just saying, oh, it's a free-for-all. I think that's the worst PR, to be honest, to say you haven't DQ'd anyone because you didn't check. Yes, <laughs> for sure. But also to come back on, on the fusion topic, um, yeah, we, we know that that Klaus missed some tools from Zwift to, to really push the verification further. <clears throat> But what I would like to see in, in the future with, with community league like this is, is an, a common effort from different teams to organize, to organize a series together. Because at the moment, we can only see like Dirt is doing his series, uh, Fusion is doing his series, And yeah, we, you never, you never have a, a competition with, with organized by, by different team manager together. And I think the verification process, if it's, if it's done by many teams uh, together, it mm. would have so much more power. And then, you know, this is also a problem that I don't understand when you, When you get into a race, you know there is organizer, organizer, organizer that push that put some rules. So you have to, if you want to race that race, just follow the rules. That's it. And you know that if there is a problem, they can they can DQ you. But you 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 know it before. So why people is complaining about that all the time? And I, I don't get it. And yeah, I think if someone one day would love to do a, a series with other team to organize something, I think it's going to have much more power. I mean, we'd, we'd definitely love to do that. I mean, we're always saying that we mm. want to do more, but, I mean, it's often it's, it's just a problem to, to kind of mm. to, to make it happen. Um, but for sure, I definitely agree that, like, um, mm -hmm. what could be beneficial would be if, um yeah the teams themselves were better organized together um you know for sure 
I'm open for doing that. And I know you mm-hmm. guys are. Because um, I think together we're definitely stronger and we yeah. could do more things together. And your point about even working together, you know, forming a sort of committee around the verification, um, because, you know, okay, so yes, for Klaus to do the verification for Fusion uh, League, there were lots of things which made it more difficult for him, but he tried to solve them. You know, he set up his own verification website, which is quite impressive. Um, but in the end, that wasn't enough. And I think the, the well, I mean, the real, one of the straws which broke the camel's back in that sense was the, the amount of time it took him to do because he was the only one doing it. As where if you're able to spread it out against multiple people, you know, many hands mm-hmm. make light work. Uh, Aoife, is there a German version of that saying? Just because you, is there many hands make light work? I don't know. No, (laughs) that was your moment. We said before the podcast you were able to to sprinkle in some little German idioms. (laughs) No, I don't have. Sorry. Ah, I thought there would be something like. I said it before, but you you don't want to hear me here. I thought it was going to be you'd have something like it takes two pigs to dance the flamenco. <laughs> I I only could say Azerbeje. Hmm? Could someone else could say Azerbeje? This is a German uh, or a Hessish. I'm I'm from Hessen. It's a, a region here in in Germany, and they we call Azerbeje for an ashtray. Oh yeah, Aschenbecher. And you have to be a bit more, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were saying Az- Azerbaijan. I hear that. I think they have the tour. That's a lot. <laughs> they have the tour of Azerbaijan. I see that on Eurosport. Uh, uh, I thought that's what you were saying. Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. Oh, yeah. I can say that after if I drink some more whiskey. <laughs> Some more, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you're you're progressing. Yeah, you're we're... progressing really fast. Yeah, wow. you drink it. I need to go for my German citizenship test. Just oh. absolutely pissed out my head. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I I digress uh, slightly. Um, <laughs> I just thought you were going to have something for us there, Ufa. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's that's all right. That's all right. Um, Alex, you've been you've been quiet. Go on, you, you've got to have something to say. Chip in. So in terms of like the workload it takes to um, verify a whole race week in, week out, um, a single person isn't really going to cut it. Um, I think that's where the Haino League will have a bit more success. They've got three people doing the verification. Um, so they can kind of interact uh, between them all to sort of find the best result and the fastest result as well. Um, generally, it only takes them um, 24 hours to finalize the verifications, whereas with the Fusion race, it was taking up to a week. Um, but also what I touched on beforehand was I think Fusion um, might have been a bit too... Um, a bit, they were trying to verify, verify, verify it... Um, a bit too much, like um, trying to distinguish between like Strava real life results and um, 
trying to like nitpick at all the little details where I think the Heino League is sort of doing it in the most time effective way possible, which I think is the is the way to go forward for race organizers. Um, if you you kind of want to um, entice other race organizers into doing the same thing, and I think if you can prove that you can get some sort of verification out within 24 hours quite easily, then that will um, kind of pave the way for other race organizers to get involved um, rather than showing that it takes one week of strenuous um, work to sort of verifi- verify everyone. Um, definitely that will make a change in yeah, the future. That's, that's, yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, getting the results quickly um, is pretty good. I mean, there were a lot of... There were a lot of teams which were kind of scared away by Fusion because, uh, I don't know, they weren't confident in them having the right data or they didn't have um, they didn't have the right equipment or many reasons. It, that was, that was, they were probably, maybe you could you know, argue they're too strict and that scared people away. We were a little bit like, no, that's a good thing, like... Mm-hmm. If you want to prove your, if you're not worried about being caught out, then just enter. Um, but I, you know, I can understand. Yeah, and uh, for for some yeah. for some women, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, but it, I think some women are scared, even scared to to race um, because of the the whole equipment thing and settings, and it's not for it's not so easy to go on the bike and race go off the bike and that's it. So you have to do a lot more things. You have to have an external power meter and something you have to calibrate. Maybe this is more a men's thing, I don't know. And some some the women fields are extremely small compared to the men's and so I think a lot of of women are a bit scared, yeah, or frightened or I don't know what what term you you use in English. Yeah. But when when it's so okay, mm-hmm. you have to be you have to check it. Uh, yeah, you have twenty four hours, and then yeah, you are DQ'd or something. It's it's, it's a bit too strict, maybe for that stuff girls. as well. Yeah, I think the other thing I'd probably say is that yeah, um, I feel like when you you get DQ'd on, there are people that we know who get DQ'd from every race, <laughs> they enter pretty much. But there are people who get DQ'd. We've had two riders DQ'd, um, which is not bad over the course of an entire year. Um, and they're over much smaller things. But you, a D, a, I think a DQ yeah. comes with a huge amount of weight to it, um, which... Probably mm-hmm. what I'd say is unfair. I mean, a DQ from a Zwift race, if it's one that has attention, is like being caught for taking EPO with regard to like how people react to it almost. And yeah. um, I think that's that's something which we've. I feel I've noticed is that it's not yeah. handled very well. Yeah. Um, how that kind of happens. So if you if you race every single race and you're you win and your data's you your the performance you put out is not legitimate and you get automatically DQ'd, that's fine. Like you should be DQ'd. Yeah. If it's over a minor infraction, um 
then I feel like, you know, it gets blown out of all proportion. I mean, I feel like that's how I feel for the worst case, obviously, was for Cam Jeffers, who, okay, he did cheat. Um, he and he, he misled people to get this bike. Um, but it's, you know, okay, you want to take the, the title from him. Uh, fine. But like, uh, I do feel bad for him with regards to the amount of vilification that he kind of received because I mean, he, he didn't, cheat his power numbers and he still raced in a live event so uh he probably had the worst case of it where it's like come on guys it's not it's okay you know he's fair enough if you want to say those are the rules disqualify him but like people just go kind of a bit mental about it sometimes and i think that's kind of unhealthy it should be i'm not sure how but it should be handled in a slightly better way and it's completely to his point it's like people will are now worried about racing because if they get a disqualification, they're going to have this big backlash. Yeah, I think... Um, so I think the main downfall with the Fusion race was um, saying that every single person had to dual record. If not, they would be DQ'd. Um, I feel like if you kind of single it out to those podium places and you say, if you get in the podium place, then we will need to check your data. And if it doesn't check out, then you'll receive a DQ. I think that's a, a, a much better way of going about it um, because it it doesn't um, scare away those people who don't think they have a chance of um, getting a podium, but they just want to race against the best guys. And, I mean, some of the, some of the people in 20th, 30th position might have overreading power meters, but they're still going maximal effort to sort of keep up with the front guys and that's kind of a great experience for them and kind of cutting them out for not dual recording, even though they're in 30th position, I think was going quite a bit too far. Yeah. And it's, um, so on that, do you think we should have dual recording? It's a lot, it's a lot of effort. It's not the perfect solution, but a solution. If Zwift mm-hmm. were to run another super league community league next year, should there be dual recording? Because there wasn't this year. I think I think for Super League with it, all the invited riders, I, I I think every rider should be dual recording, um, because they're they're there to perform at the highest level and sort of they need to show that they are using legitimate power sources. Um, I just believe, I just think it's different when it comes to community based, where some people are just looking to. Um, improve their fitness, um, especially when it comes down to prize money. I think um, if you get, if you want to win some money, then you've got to show that you're doing it legitimately. My opinion as well, absolutely. Yeah, I feel like we've been a little bit negative, but it's <laughs> it's only be- it's only <laughs> it's, it's only because we care. It's because we <laughs> want to see the best. Yeah, we want to uh, develop. We want to develop, yeah. and we want to health racing. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's okay. Yeah, of course. And racing is fun. Yeah, this is it's fine. But you want to compare with with all uh, other athletes who are fine as well and are not using yeah some false power. Uh, sources or yeah do something weight weight doping or something 
I can't even do weight doping. I have 50 kilos, but I, I think the minimal weight in Swift is 45. These five <laughs> kilos, I don't think that this matters not, not so much. <laughs> oh, I feel so. really bad for the children racing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to, to be honest, if, if it wasn't that great, I would not yeah. race on Zwift like three times a week just because I like Zwift and, and I think it's an awesome awesome discipline. It just, yeah, we try to to move forward, to push, to try to, try to push the sport yeah. a bit more forward. And, and yeah, it's, it's just, bec- as you say, it's just because we care. And, and I, I really hope that we can find new way to verify people and to to give legitimacy yeah. to you guys the sport you guys totally ruined my segue <laughs> it's okay <laughs> i was gonna say because i was like I, i'm also totally fine about being talking about the problems because i think it's important to to get out there and i think if you know if you've been a member of the zwift races um facebook group every single problem with Zwift and with e-racing has been discussed there multiple times. And now everyone is hating on each other for even bringing up any topic ever again, um, which is also a little bit unhealthy. So I wanted to just say, I wanted to move it on to um, and get your feelings about the difference between gamification and realism. So um I've I've been to massive um, esports uh, live finals with thousands of people watching. Um, a couple of people, well, I don't know, it's like twelve people playing um, Counter Strike in the middle of a stadium. Um, I don't know how many thousands of people were watching from their from home on Twitch. And this is kind of like this is esports at its top level, you know, with um, million dollar prize money. This is the pinnacle of esports. And this, obviously, I'm not sure if the UCI route leads Zwift to that, um, to that same level. Um, but if, if that, that feels like a healthier business model to try and replicate, to follow, and maybe one day we will see e-racing in stadiums with people watching to the same degree, uh, from my mind, it feels mm-hmm. like it has to be a bit more interesting to watch. And I see basically there are two ways to do that. Um, one is basically the gamification angle, which is where you make it less about your performance and more skills-based. And the other way is, is that actually you work on the actual dynamics um, of the race. Because at the moment, it's like you have to be in the pack, the peloton. If you get dropped, you're out. If you attack off the front, yeah, good luck. Um, and that doesn't lead to very interesting racing. It, it's it's less interesting than men's racing, which is already yeah. very boring. Um, uh, but, you know, at least it's only like an hour or an hour of Crit City. At least it's you know, 20 minutes. Um, so what what where do you think, what angle do you think is more interesting? Do you think that you would be interested in playing a kind of Mario Kart style game, um, which is a mixture of your um, your physical ability and also skill at playing a game. Would that be more interesting to watch as a viewer? Because we often forget about them. 
Or would it be better for if it was more realistic, if you could attack over the top of a climb and descend and get away from the pack and they have to work to chase you? Is that the angle they should go down? Um, so I wanted to get your thoughts on that. So Lino, you, you can go first on that. Yeah, um, I think you need you need balance. And yeah, I, I would like to see something more like, I won't say like Mario Kart because it's maybe too extreme, but with the power-ups, like it's it's <laughs> sometimes you, you can you can feel like oh I didn't get the aero the the aero aero yeah the helmet and yeah you you feel like oh it's it's not fair because the the other guys got it and and I can do nothing about it and it's a bit it's a bit a shame and why not give all the pro reps at the beginning to everyone and then they use it like they want. So you have like like a strategy to do it. And and I think it's it's gonna be it could be like fair and also give a bit of gamification. But of course we can go a bit further, but at the moment it's difficult to to really to really see what we can do more with with those power up or with the gamification but yeah yeah of course if if it get more gamification it, it get more skills but but yeah i don't know what to say about that but i think we need a bit more but not too extreme and about the race dynamics dynamics yeah of course the, the pack is too strong and the, the draft in the pack is too strong but if you can find way to to reduce that by by maybe slow down riders in turns, and so it could give opportunity to a guy who try to break away to to have a chance because the pack will slow down and they don't get their their uh, their draft so strong for for such a long period of time, like all the time. But I, I think it could give more excitement to the races because yeah. You use, you know I always try to to break away, but it works like one one over ten times maybe. So so yeah, I, I would love to see that. Would love to to see Zwift reduce the power of the uh, of the pack of the draft of the pack. It's really clear for for me. It's really clear, and it's yeah, totally my my opinion. So um, it was. Kind of sad that um, in in Heino Cup as well the the um, power ups were disabled. So I think when we when we start a race we have maybe two or three power ups. So we could use them anytime we 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 mm -hmm. want every rider who wants it. So it's a bit more gamification because in the end we were like like we said um, before we were just boring cyclists. <laughs> so <laughs> we just wanna. Ride our bikes, have a bit fun, but not to, yeah, uh, fill some of the the big stadiums with uh, spectators or something. I think it's it's still physical esports and not esports. So we are, yeah, we are we are doing some more efforts than with our thumbs only. So, um, but with gamification, I think with the power ups or something, the the cloak or something, I I never see those power-ups really in, in races. 
and and what matters so um maybe this could yeah bring a bit more of the gamification in game um back and not not about only the pure what's mm -hmm. only yeah. yeah we need gamification to be honest because yeah. otherwise it just simulation of what we we do outside and it would be i think stupid yeah it's it's not every time a bunch sprint so i think in your men's racing it's so often a, a huge bunch of of men and just the the last yeah in the women's race it's more yeah it's more fun and more attractive i think so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it looks, I mean, from watching the women's races, it looks, I mean, to be honest, it looks a lot harder. I mean... It um, is. Yeah. It, it's not looking... That's your fault, Alex West. You just chill at the back all the time. Move your ass. Alex West has been, um, he is called out I mean, by Nathan Guerra in almost every race Just going, there's Alex West doing nothing at the back, as usual. <laughs> and there's Alex West with the lowest average watt per kilo. And now, now, you're, now you're like, that's your thing, that's your medal yeah. of honor. Well, I mean, now? He's a fox. <laughs> he's a fox. <laughs> yeah. I, I think. I when Lionel says it. Right. Fuchs. If, if, I, if I did more attacking personally in each race then it might spark a lot more of attacks but um i think what happens is if a lot of people see um a top rider just chilling at the back then they also want to be chilling at the back um and that's just the way it goes um so i think yeah so but then There's no point because as soon as as soon as I attack, then every single person also attacks. So I I I'm, I'm at the point now. But you need to attack harder. <laughs> like it's yeah, I think it, it will be different now. Um, I think it'll be different now that Zwift has changed um, the out of saddle dynamics. Yeah. Um, so now you now you have. Do above 200 of FTP for your rider to look like he's sprinting, whereas before it was only 460 watts, which is um, in the men's racing not not a lot. So as soon as someone went over 460 watts, which is only like 6.3 watts per kg for me, um, then as soon as they see my avatar out the saddle, everyone just follows. Um, Whereas now you could, do, you could do 700 watts or 10 watts per kg and then people will be less aware um, that you're actually trying to get off the That's front. That's good. Does that, does that imply that one day you will try and ride off the front? Um, not at the moment. I used to always attack, but I had the fitness to back it up and still be able to do a good sprint at the end. But oh, now... I, I see your recent race results here on Swift Power, no? And I see your average heart rate always so in the 150s, and your max, What? your max, your max heart rates here. Uh -huh. Your max heart rates are the same I I averaged in a race. Yeah, the <laughs> max here 180.1, and I have this in average for for 40 hours. So 
and 40 hours, 40 minutes in a race. <laughs> and you are, you are, yeah, I think you have to attack a bit more now here. It's Greece. What, what do you say as a box? That's some good analysis there. I mean, yeah, check his results here on Swift Bauer. You, so see, it, you see it on, on the table. I haven't compared his heart rate to Europe. I think you found a new coach, Alex. Well, the thing is, no one expects Alex to attack. No one expects Alex to attack anymore. They're like, who's attacking? Oh, oh it's Ollie Jones. Yeah, that's what uh, I'm trying No to one expects it to be you. So, yeah, you've got to, I'm you trying know, to revert. do it. You surprise everyone. <laughs> All right, so um, I want to I want to wrap things up because I know that we could talk about this forever. Um, but I figured it would be good to just end on a, a question, which is you can answer very shortly and succinctly, which is... <laughs> Out of everything we talked about, um, or even things we haven't touched upon, if you could change one thing tomorrow with regards to e-racing, racing on Zwift, um, and maybe you want to borrow it for something that happens on another platform, um, what would it be? So you only have you have one wish, and that doesn't mean you can have, you can have infinite wishes. Um, you can just have one thing that you would change tomorrow. So I'm going to go top down on our list here. So Alex, you could change one thing. What would it be? Uh, more live races. Uh, <clears throat> slow down the peloton, the dynamics of the race. And what, just that? Or, I mean, so you want races to last longer? Yeah. You, come on, you got to be more specific. No, just keep keep 40 minutes of racing is good, but slow down the the draft effect of the pack. It could make the race more entertaining, and if it's more entertaining, that you have more viewers, and sure. it grows Sorry. like this. You you need to make the race spectator so you friendly. Have, I think uh, you could have four if four people could go, and they could be work well together. As where yeah. Le Blob, as you would call it, um, mm. would be... And I could attack twice as much as I do now. Yeah, because, I mean, there's been some good attacks where you've... Um, is it... Oh, I can't remember who it was who went last the few races ago. Was it you and Ollie, or was it Philip and Ollie went together? And it looked quite good for a little bit, but of course it was... Uh, it was, uh, yeah, with Ollie. Um, oh, with Diego, I think. We go together yeah. in the Flanders round. And it was great. I mean, it was great for spectators. You know, obviously it's interesting for Nathan because some people are actually doing something for him to talk about. Um, yeah. But Oh, it was with Oli. Yeah. With Oli doing World of Fusion, yeah. But the attack is, but you know it's not really going to work. So, yeah, so yeah. The, the blob should be less mm. powerful. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, to, and to finish, if I change one thing, what would it be? Oh, I I go for the live events as well as well. I yeah, I I want to see more uh, a race league and yeah, finishing it with a with a live event and battle it out there. All right, Alex has already beaten you to live event, so you have to pick something else. Oh my! God. I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't read the rules out before. <laughs> Women first, yeah. So 
<laughs> why why I'm the, the third person who answered right. the question. Uh, so Alex, <laughs> Alex, if I was picked live events, you can't pick live events. <laughs> oh, <thank laughs> what would you pick? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, think of something. Um, what was that? Oh, okay. I would, I would choose for more consistent verification. A consistent process for, and ideally a process which any old mug could follow. So not just yeah, I think like a, like a blanket a blanket verification process which all race organizers could employ. That would be wonderful, and I guess for me on and the race uh, calendar and the what a race calendar and the race calendar yeah race calendar yeah, and I guess on top of that would just be making it easier for people to actually set up races. So. If you have that verification bit, make that easy for people. And if you want to set up a race, make that easier. And then maybe have, I don't know, maybe some less races. It's a little bit spread, a little bit too thin at the moment, I would say. There's too much digging around to go, which is the race which everyone's going to do, rather than there being a billion races. Less races fill the rest of the space with the workouts and what have you and then it makes it a little little bit easier okay it's not going to be perfect and people aren't going to be able to do all the races they might want it to otherwise but maybe that makes it easier or just on the zwift app you can have different rankings of races so you go like, this is the most important one and it has a little mm -hmm. the rank races yes yeah would be quite nice all right i think that is quite enough for one podcast um thank you very much for discussing um the future of e-racing it feels like something we could continue to talk about forever but for sure no one would ever listen to it um sure. so i think that maybe we do another podcast further down the line maybe we do one maybe in like four months or something when we see what's happened in the world of e-racing and we reassess it has anything we've talked about changed or improved could be interesting um so thanks a lot uh guys for chatting about that and um thanks for having us <laughs> thanks thank you my my pleasure you guys have a great evening and then um we'll see you on zwift all day all day all day, all day. All day.